0: in the corner for the Leafs, plays it out at center, and that will do it. A bit of a wild third period, but the Maple Leafs are going to end up winning it and head on to Arizona. How excited are you to get to Arizona tonight? I'm pretty fired up, yeah, just to see my fam and just be, be around home, it's, it's a lot of fun. And then to get to get to play in that barn, you know, I only played in a college game there, but no, it's going to be, uh, you know, pretty exciting to play an NHL game there. How many friends and family are you anticipating for that one? about uh, 50 or 60, which is uh, probably a section at that arena. So um, <laughs> but yeah, it's an exciting time. I'm just happy that you know I can have friends and family there to watch and um, you know, I'm just super pumped for, You know, I'm really proud to be from Arizona and um, you know, I, I just love representing them. Fan Morning Show, Sports Night 590 The Fan. Ben is Brandon Gunning, good morning. You know what? Before
1: we launch into the Leafs, and great job by the guys building that, I have a bone to pick with you. Okay. You coward. You All didn't right. You didn't good morning me in front of our guests yesterday at the end of the show. Oh. We had our law and order people in here. I locked eyes with you to see if you had <laughs> it in you, if you had the gall, if you had the uh, guts to do it with company
0: in the house, and you didn't. Uh, what an interesting time to bring that up. I you know what, it, truth be told, I I did think about how we were going to wrap that segment up considering we normally do good morning but and he with people hit, in nailed there. it with the dun dun he did. Yeah, he and then well, Josh Santos uh, technical director also did his own dun dun. I pretended I was a guest that segment. I had no cans on. I had no <laughs> idea
1: what what Santos was doing for. Yeah. All I know as a party was screaming at me like mm. you're ruining everything. Mm. Stop asking these mm. questions.
0: But yeah, yeah it was no lovely. I I I I thought, hey, if it happens organically right. the good morning, I'll I'll roll with it. But also that it doesn't have to happen. And also we were running late, okay? We were. We were we were cutting into JD Bonkus's valuable airtime. So well, he, what, what would change? He'd scream at us after the yeah, show. Well, like, the it's thing. like oh, I was cutting into my own yeah, airtime. Like,
1: oh, you have to do the exact same amount of work. <laughs> yeah. So what? Uh, yeah. So that's yeah. all. Like good morning to you as well. Okay, but I just wow, you've been sitting on that for a while. I right? my wife was working from home yesterday. Oh, she noticed? And I no God, no. Oh. My wife, my <laughs> If you, if you actually want to know my li- my wife's listening habits, uh, she listens uh, for about four minutes every day when she drives to the GO train, because I had the car at last, and I had the fan on. But mm. the I uh, came home, and she was like, oh, how's it working? I was like, Ben didn't say good morning at the end of the show. Like, I didn't. I have not been stewing on it the entirety of the time. I did stew on it, because normally, again, mm. just pulling back the curtains, I would, I would have this exact conversation with you while we walk to our cars, mm-hmm. but... You were you were uh, uh, rotting in the salt mines. That is the JD Bunkus podcast for that's good right. hour. So yeah. I, we couldn't have this conversation yesterday. So uh, We have to have it right now.
0: Well, good man, that you saved it. Uh, I had largely forgotten about everything that happened yesterday. So mm-hmm. I'm a clean so I am uh, a uh, etch a sketch every day. Just shake it up. I don't know. And maybe it's a part of you know waking up at four o'clock in the morning yeah, every day. I don't know. The, 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 Do that's happening my up at that time. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, yeah, Leafs in Arizona tonight We'll we'll see uh, where our collective brains are at tomorrow on like an hour's sleep That'll Probably be because better the Leafs than yours play at, yeah, Leafs play at 10 o'clock tonight on consecutive nights starting tonight in Arizona
1: Just once again, I know it's weird because I'm wearing literal wrapping the shield mm-hmm. of the NHL on my hat But sick league, way to go Gary yeah, I mean, they're allowed to I know, play. I know, It's just back-to-back, back, 10 o'clock. Western Conference. It's Tuesday. Like, it's supposed
0: to be Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. We have a Wednesday game. It's mm. 10 o'clock. Sandoz, you should go back and, like, just collect... Air, uh, do a super cut of Brent um, talking about no how you angry could do, the schedule. You is. could
1: do the because you could do the Skip Bayless or Or calling Ka- like I mean you talk long enough in this business You could do it for anybody, but mm-hmm. we've all seen the mashes of them arguing against themselves Yeah, of the disrespect that it would be and uh, you're right like there is no pleasing me unless they play at Tuesday Thursday Saturday mm-hmm. 7 p.m. Oh, th- sometimes it, yeah, not not often enough. It's been mm-hmm. this again. It's all goes back to Sweden <laughs> As most things do As most
0: Everything in life Goes back to Sweden uh, Speaking of going back mm. So we just heard from Matthew Nyes Getting to go back, play his first NHL game In his home state of Arizona It's not at the, the barn He used to watch the Coyotes play Mm-mm. And it's one that he's played A college game at Because it's college arena <laughs> uh, And now the Coyotes After a nice little start Are playing like a college hockey team mm-hmm. They have lost Ten consecutive games going into tonight's affairs. The Toronto Maple Leafs trying to run their record to 5-0 and 0 mm-hmm. without Morgan Riley. And we'll get to the yes, uh, appeal upheld in just a second. But let's, let's maybe talk about the Arizona of it yeah, all. Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, uh, it, it, maybe it wasn't like, maybe you weren't on pins and needles every time the Leafs went to Arizona. And it was like more cool than it was anxiety riddled angsty yeah but there was always that conversation if not in the forefront in the background about hey austin matthews when he gets a chance to control his hockey Mm -hmm. destiny or when he feels like he's fulfilled his obligations with the toronto maple leafs maybe there's a chance that he he goes back home i mean Mm -hmm. and who could really fault him we saw it with lebron james who Left Cleveland mm-hmm. and then when he felt like he had accomplished enough, winning a couple of titles in Miami, came back mm-hmm. in unfinished business, brought a title to, to Cleveland in one of the most incredible seven-game series we've ever seen. At least game seven was incredible. If, you, if people recall, the first six games weren't, weren't – uh, all that close Either way But Blocked
1: by James That's really all that matters yeah. The fourth quarter Of game seven I, I actually Like we had Breen on A while ago And I just went back And watched It's like a nine minute video Of the last three minutes Of my that quarter goodness. It's incredible Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I could talk about that all day I'm Not trying to derail us
0: And Kevin Love <laughs> With some great defense Oh my god In that fourth quarter Kyrie, Kyrie Cook or... and, Oh my god So good J.R. Smith With the defensive here? play On the LeBron block <laughs> What are we doing here I don't But know. yeah, not you know But yeah I also could talk about that um, But we're talking about the toronto i believe stay on topic yeah but yeah you're right bad job by (laughs) me that used to be a thing and it's it's i mean a couple of different circumstances have have changed one is that that franchise is very much in disarray and Mm -hmm. maybe finally we're staring down the barrel of the end of days of the coyotes in arizona which sad for the the i'm sure the there are legitimate hockey fans now, everywhere that hasn't protein. Mm-hmm.
1: There are people who care just as much and as may- you and I.
0: And maybe it's not the tiniest uh, sample of hockey fans that there are. And, you know, you take all 32 franchises. Maybe it's not the smallest hub of of hockey fans, but mm. whatever. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to be apoplectic. Right. If the Coyotes finally move on from Arizona. Anyways. There used to be days where mm-hmm. the Leafs would go in there, and it was well. I mean, the first time it was an unbelievable moment yeah. for that city, that hockey market. Um, but yeah, the the mind raced. Mm-hmm. Like, what does this look like when he finally hits free agency? When 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 mm-hmm. he can choose? What if what if the Leafs do succeed, and then he feels like, all right, I've I've done what I've done here. I, I, I've accomplished all the goals I set for myself. Time for the second stage. Like that stuff is so far like in the rear view mirror that it's over. Like Austin Matthews has at every opportunity re-upped with the Toronto Maple Leafs. It hasn't been the eight year deals, Mm -hmm. but the guy's going to be here for the entirety of his prime prime. Mm -hmm. And every indication is that he likes being the star of stars in the hockey Mecca of hockey Meccas that is Toronto. So it's kind of, it's a different feeling going to Arizona. Yeah, it is. I I'll just ask you, Where, because I mean, we all had this conversation.
1: We had debates with people. It was such a topic on shows and just in conversation. Where were you on the Matthews worry meter? I was, I was, I'll just let you know where I stood. I was very much in the camp that I'm at with the Leafs being in peril for the playoffs right now. All of you people are making a lot of good points. I just don't believe, I never believed it was actually going to happen. And to your point, it's like, Hey, maybe there is a contract there when all of these are, are now done. I personally still don't think so, but it would feel different. Like where were you at through, I guess the first two Matthews contracts whenever this came up?
0: Yeah, I, I was, I mean, I thought it would be the overriding story of this past off season. Mm. His, his, extension discussion with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And it, I mean, not only was it drama free in the off season, it felt like building towards the off season last season that it, it had basically been decided in if every you public bo- statement. If you believed
1: him, that's the thing. There yeah. was, there was always the people who were going, well, but what else is he going to say? Well, but I, again, I, I don't need to And now, now you have no it.
0: choice, but to believe him because he's, he's mm, proof of concept. Yep. He's, he just keeps inking contracts with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I, I, you know the arizona thing at the outset it mm-hmm. was something that i i believed was a looming possibility and then the more I thought about it, the more I heard some people who might know. I thought the Kings was a that distinct was, possibility.
1: Kings and Rangers were always infinitely scarier to me yes. than uh, Coyotes. And no offense to the great people of Utah, but they somehow scare me even less than Arizona involved in all this, <laughs> if that's where the Coyotes end up.
0: But we've seen this. I mean, there's also an element of being a Toronto sports fan. Now, not made, not necessarily a Maple Leafs fan, because we haven't seen the homegrown hey, superstar created by this organization leave of their own volition. We saw right. Wendell Clark traded, yep. right? Like, we, we just haven't... But we, with the other franchise, we saw Vince Carter leave yep. before him. We saw Damon Stoudemire leave. We yep. saw Chris Bosch leave. We saw Kawhi Leonard leave. We saw Roy Halliday leave. Mm-hmm. We saw Carlos Delgado leave. Those are, those are all guys that started their careers, became stars mm-hmm. with Toronto franchises, and then eventually, maybe not at the first opportunity, but eventually waved yep. goodbye. Now, there are... There's the the flip side of things, like DeMar DeRozan decided to mm-hmm. stay. Kyle Lowry had his dalliances with the Spurs and like mm-hmm. I think given his druthers would have left, but mm-hmm. didn't find financially what he he expected to to get in free agency well, thank and return goodness to for Toronto. The next trade. That didn't yeah, happen. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's different than leaving for sure, in free for agency. Sure. But uh yeah, I think the 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 insecurity of being a Toronto sports fan did exist within me, especially considering how poorly it yeah. had gone in the postseason. Mm-hmm. That I thought, hey, there, there, there was a real possibility that that he departed. But yeah, no, the, all the 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 insiders, all the public statements from Austin Matthews, I'm shocked. The last what twenty four months, how like drama free it was, considering the possibility that existed with Austin Matthews.
1: Yeah, he. It's funny not to turn everything into a competition between he and McDavid, but it's like that's what the bar looks like for you're never going to leave your team. Dude, This that's is it. what you say. I was thinking about now, McDavid again. They hired his junior coach. His former agent is not even the GM. The GM's boss there. Okay, I don't. I Even I, who have been tongue-in-cheek saying that Connor McDavid is going to replace John Tavares' salary when it comes off the books, and boy, that, that's arriving much quicker than, than it ever felt like it was going to, and just one more year left on the deal after this for, for Tavares, but yeah, that's the thing, it's like Matthews set the blueprint for... This is the hottest market going. There is a team that has, I mean, not actual money, but cap space where they could pay him anything they wanted to. And this is how you do it to make it never feel like a threat. Now, the one thing I must say is, and again, I don't think this is an actual topic. conversation was so far removed from the McDavid thing still, but it's the difference of going home to be a Coyote than going home to be a Leaf, right? That's, well,
0: let's, let's compare yeah. the feeling it must feel, mm-hmm. despite all the things that the Oilers have done to... Yep. Make it a safe space for Connor McDavid and 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 you know with his junior coach and his former agent and yada 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 and whatever he wants he can get in Edmonton. How do you think Oilers fans feel when Connor McDavid plays in Toronto yeah. against the Toronto Maple Leafs? And I can tell you how Leafs fans now feel when Austin Matthews goes to play in Arizona or LA for that matter. Oh, cool. Good luck. <laughs> it's yeah. All we've seen. And boy, I, I was at the outdoor practice with my kids, uh, what was it, last week, a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. And there are stars, right? Like there's this is mm, a, a city, dead. I want to this. this is this, this is a city where we do we lionize the Toronto Maple Leafs and, and our sports stars. And it's a big city, it's top five in North America. Yep. And then there are stars. Like mm. there is there are stars. Stars. And, and stars. Mitch Marner walked – so to get to the outdoor rink, right, you go from the bus and there's like a little tunnel and there's people lined up on the the gates there with their paraphernalia looking to get signed and – there's some big stars outside of Austin Matthews on For the sure. Leafs team, like Mitch Marner, hometown kid. Like that guy's a star. Austin Matthews didn't exist to be the biggest star of the city. John Tavares <laughs> is a local guy too. Sure. He's the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs, mm-hmm. a future Hall of Famer in his own right. William Nylander with the the good looks. Oh my God! So oh, and handsome. and and the pace he's onto, aw- uh- yeah. and, and he's going to be top mm-hmm. five in in all time franchise scoring. Those guys walk down the tunnel yep. to the bus. And they got a a great reception, but right. it's not even just the reception. Austin Matthews walks down that tunnel from the rink yeah. back to the bus, and it's like it's honestly it's like Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> or or like some head of state. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. He's a rock star. Yeah, you you forget for a moment. You're like, oh, it's so hard because you know we do hear how so many people, yeah, including. Noah Hannafin d- don't want to play in this country Man, and he, God, it, this can... is this doesn't involve it's the league necessarily. We don't talk
1: about that every day on the show. But
0: yeah, but like it's not necessarily the thing. But we we've, we've heard in lots of conversations yeah. about how it's not for everybody, Ryan O'Reilly, not for everybody. Yeah. But yeah, that that we ever doubt that that guy, you know, enjoys it tremendously yeah. being the superstar that he is in a place that matters. It was there, he's just different. He's obviously different on the ice, but like him, he has it. He has that superstar quality just just existing.
1: Yeah, he does. And he, he has the best of both worlds here in Toronto. And like, look, you're going to tell me these places exist in L.A. or New York. And guess what? I'm sure they do. But it's like, you know, he lives in a somewhat more quiet part of the city. Go walk his dog. And yeah, like the neighbors see him and they'll say hello or whatever. But he's not getting mobbed when he's doing that. But guess what? Wants to feel that way. Show up at a Jays game this summer. See how that goes for you. If you do want to be feted and all of that, and like, to your point, it's not for everybody. That guy has it. He just feels like a, like a superstar. And, yeah, it is, it is interesting. And it's I, the thing I'm most kind of interested into tonight, and I don't want to drag this conversation away, away from Matthews necessarily, but is how different it'll feel with Matthew Knives. Like, this is a really nice young player, mm-hmm. but guess what? There've been a million really nice young players in the league that have gone back. It wasn't the homecoming of homecomings that it was for Matthews. And that's the thing I'm kind of most interested to see is how is nice reception there? Is it, is there like a, uh, not a tax, but is it bolstered by the fact that there's two Arizona guys? Mm-hmm. Like they're very excited for nice, of course, but Matthews is here I- as well. And do we ever get, And this, obviously, so much of it just goes to how good a player Matthew Nyes becomes. But, you know, the Leafs were going to do everything in their power to keep Austin Matthews, of course. There's a world where Matthew Nyes, and I think we all see this as a player, of a a nice top six guy. Maybe the ceiling is higher than that. But maybe it's not where that's the guy Mm. that an Arizona of the world would say, hmm, that's Mm. who we're going nuts for. Because everybody's going nuts for Austin Matthews. Mm -hmm. And I do wonder how much... And again, we're we're ways away from this conversation. It's a restricted free agent. They don't even do that in the NHL unless Carolina and Montreal are involved for, for some reason. But that's the guy who I think is way more interesting for this conversation. Because in what world were the Leafs going to say, all right, we won't match. They're going to match anything and all of that. With Nyes, I think there's a real... You know, there's a there's a there's a gray enough area in terms yeah. of what his actual value is and his value to Arizona, yeah. and I do wonder how much that becomes a conversation at some point in his career.
0: Sure, uh, they gotta have a hockey team there, though. Yeah, I would agree, <laughs> <laughs> for that to matter, and I think it's very much. In I did flux. like
1: I did like his subtle dig of yeah, probably gonna have to pay or uh, got fifty or sixty people here, so whole section yeah. in this building. I love that. Good job by him. <laughs> Yeah, I, I
0: really enjoyed that. Uh, last thing for me on the Arizona of it all, Ooh. it's that you know Leafs have this unfair home ice disadvantage where all the Ontario guys yes. come home and it's the Super Bowl for them. It's the it's Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Final, especially for the teams that are not going to be in the playoffs. But yeah, the Western Conference teams that make one trip to Toronto a year, mm-hmm. there's a reason why the Dallas Stars put their hype video up of all the Ontario guys when they come to Toronto. I, I just—I'll quickly add, like
1: it's like doing post game as as when I, when I did it with Gord for the two years. It is remarkable the amount of friends and family hanging out in their kind of section after the game. For and you're right, like it's it's for everybody, but these Western Conference teams that it's once a year. It's absurd the amount of people they have in the building.
0: Well, the Leafs get to live like the other half of the league gets to live every time they play in Toronto for at least two guys. (laughs) And like we said yesterday, it hasn't necessarily gone all that well for Austin Matthews as far as the goal total, What five and I think 13 games against the Coyotes overall, which is like Uh, five and 12 games, six points. Good job by you. But this
1: is the more concerning part. Dash six somehow.
0: Weirdly. Very. Um, But we know that there's obviously an extra impetus for both he and Matthew Nyes going into this building tonight, it'll be interesting to see what kind of jump they have.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see it. I and you know it's something we can't really quantify, right? Because there is a difference. I'm sorry, like there's a difference coming home to play against the Toronto Maple Leafs. If you grew up a Yankees fan, there's a difference of going into you know, the, I mean, I guess it's not the cathedral anymore, but mm-hmm. you know, the 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 fake cathedral that is New Yankee Stadium. Than there is going into the Trop, and it's like you held those memories dear, I'm sure. But it's just not quite the same, and I'm I'm curious to see how it how it looks tonight. I do want to see some jump from Nyes. I think they just need to see jump from Nyes mm-hmm. in general. He had the he had the nice goal the other night. You want to see him kind of continue to build off that. Him and Matthews really seem to have some chemistry going at this particular moment in time. And if there was ever a night for them to kind of lean into it, boy, be uh, be wonderful to see. No, do we more- think do we think the three of them along with Max Domi recreate the picture that Matthews and Domi took his first time there when Domi <laughs> was like. That's all we got. We got Max Domi, baby.
0: That'd be cool. That would be cool. I I, I don't know how Arizona would feel about that. I'd be down with it, though. uh, All right. Uh, Morgan Riley not going to play in tonight's game because his five-game suspension has been upheld by Gary Bettman. Mm -hmm. Uh, It took 11 pages. (laughs) Did you read it? No! I did. You read the whole
1: thing? I, there was there were parts where I was like, okay, I get the gist of this paragraph. Skim, skim, skim. But yeah, like I... Okay, what was your takeaway? Here's the one thing. Here's Do your the, book report on the 11-page ruling. Just, it's just one f- literal footnote. Like, it is the One is the on the appendix page there. A good deal of testimony was offered on whether Mr. Gregg was in fact an unsuspecting victim. I find that he was. The fact that he saw Mr. Riley at the second does not change my conclusion. Mr. Gregg clearly had no meaningful opportunity to protect or defend himself. I disagree. All we've talked about in the 500 days since this has happened is that he knew exactly what he was doing and he was hoping to provoke and get a reaction. So we don't need to relitigate the whole thing. I just don't understand how that can be in a legal brief when I suppose you can't prove it. And that's why it's allowed to be in a legal brief. But everyone who has ever watched this game or cared about the NHL knows that that was not an unsuspecting uh. victim. He literally did something to provoke. And again, that doesn't mean he deserves to be assailed by Morgan Riley, but to completely discount. And I'm not saying that Riley's suspension should be lighter because he was provoked. I'm saying you can't put in there that he was a unsuspecting Mm -hmm. victim. Very, very suspecting. He knew exactly what he was doing. There's a reason he didn't talk about it until after Riley was suspended. So super suspecting victim.
0: That's the only part that actually irks me to no end. There are real lawyers that are yeah, in that hearing. I know. There's a real lawyer that wrote the 11-page, like, and do, do those real lawyers go back to, like, their real lawyer work after this? Or I guess they, they work for the NHL. Yeah, but, for like, sure. but like But, I, like, I would imagine, you know, working on television contracts you and, think and big drawing, money deals it, okay, is so what, different than, mm. like, writing a, an 11-page brief on a, how a hockey player put his stick in some other guy's face. It's so just, it's just, like... It's funny to me to think about somebody who goes to school for the better part of yeah. a decade uh, and you know, they're, they're looking at the like Supreme right. Court uh, president sure. and yeah, and they
1: like clerked for somebody, yeah, yeah. like
0: important words yeah, that yeah. Like lawyers, murder can trials, do. yeah, yeah, and this is important, no doubt, but like we're comparing apples <laughs> to jumbo jets, like, what are we talking
1: about here? I, I love, love, love it. Uh, the other part that. I do wonder, and you know, I wonder how the Leafs feel about that report because they mentioned a couple of times that just the lack of a case the Leafs had and mm. being unprepared, like Shanahan seemingly came in there with a, like, you know, a touch and feel argument mm-hmm. about it. Again, because he, he played in the NHL. He did that job. If anybody should be able to walk in that room and be like, come on, some gray area here. Mm-hmm. And that's what he tried to do. And guess what? All the lawyers said, hmm, gray area. Do not care about that. Give me black, give me white. Uh, I'll do with that what I will. The thing I have to say, as you mentioned the lawyers, though, is... Do you think they like again cuz the NHL much like everybody it's like you don't think there are a thousand lawyers you you were asking me who's driving in already it's like i bet the lawyers who are having the whip cracked on them somewhere in this building but do you think that they see it as a slap in the face, or this is like fantasy camp for them? Yeah. They are. Are they drawing straws to get to do this, or they're like, "You got to be kidding me! I
0: wa- no. I'm a real lawyer here. Don't make yeah. me do this. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. That's a really good question. Yeah, because this is not important, right? Like it's like you I don't and know I if you're well, reading the 11 page brief, not somebody who has any understanding of the law. Right? Like you're talking to Rubes. You're writing hey, for hey, Rubes. Hey. Hey, is that, like is that part of law school? It's like, hey, here's uh here's law the important for stuff." Rubes. Yeah, no, Rube writing. Rube writing. Here's how you write for Rubes. I don't know. I, I for me, I guess it would be a certain type of lawyer, right? Like somebody who's into yeah, sports. Like, yeah. It would be hilarious I, here's oh, what I can tell you if it's just a a lawyer who's never seen a hockey oh, game God. before, he hates oh, that he my has God. to do this. I
1: I now I hope that guy exists and they punished him with this. They all hate him. They're like, God, Doug's the worst. Tell him to get outside, read a book, do something with his life other than law. I, I do love the world where they lean into this. And just for the record, I do have some bona fides here I was elite in high school law class mm. mock trials I so never, I know exactly what I I'm never doing I took that I, I did like a, that being an option I, I did like it. a mock trial at like the like the courts that are down by like Old City Hall and stuff mm. it, was, it was quite fun I enjoyed it yeah and okay. then I remember thinking I'm like this feels like a lot of work though Yeah. arguing like it's if I could if I could do more or less what mm. I do here where I like you know I look at some things I read some things I watch some things and, and then just, just, come, on here, and just come on here and spitball yeah. try to make my case try to trap you in little arguments it's like that would be great but apparently that's not what it's like to be a lawyer it's a lot like that other stuff no. that i had to read yesterday it's a lot of like Did not file
0: like- folders like big i feel like cardboard boxes filled oh, with yeah. papers you got to read all, all the things that are inside of that sounds yeah. like a nightmare it really does anyways uh congratulations to the nhl for spending an inordinate amount of time on the morgan riley suspension and upholding your initial ruling of 5 games which i think is too many but i do think Again, I was on the record here yesterday. Uh, I think I was quite upset initially mm-hmm. when I heard that there was an in-person hearing yep. forthcoming for Morgan Riley. They, they primed me to mm-hmm. be as angry as possible sure, about sure. a six-gamer, and then they ba- uh, brought it back to five. And I was less mad, but I was still a little bit mad. Mm-hmm. And the Leafs went out and just played some of their yep. best hockey of the season in four consecutive games. And they have a chance to wipe the slate clean with a fifth consecutive mm-hmm. win against a team that's lost 10 consecutive. my, my level of vitriol is significantly lower mm-hmm. than initially, uh, uh, than the initial amount of vitriol. I wonder if the same exists with Brad for living who mm-hmm. we thought was going to speak initially when the ruling came down, right? We heard from Sheldon keep, Hey, I'm not going to talk about the Riley suspension. Brad's going to speak tomorrow at practice. And mm-hmm. then he didn't speak because yep, of this appeal. appeal. Now the appeal is in the rear view. It's over. Like there's there's nothing left to be done here. There's no appeal of the appeal. It's not it's, it's not like you know, say capital punishment. I was going to say it's not like
1: again to go back to real lawyers and real courts. Yeah. It's not like that.
0: No, it's, you get one shot. It's over. It's a, it, 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 he has one game left to serve. He will serve it tonight and then be eligible to play tomorrow against mm-hmm. the defending champion Great. Vegas Golden Knights. Lucky, lucky him. He was going to speak on this in the in the first days. Of the suspension being handed down, I guess after the first game of the suspension, where the Leafs beat the Blues and limited them to only 15 shots, uh, I I I wonder what the messaging would have been from Brad Treliving in that moment if he had been allowed to to speak or thought that it was a good moment for him to speak, and I wonder if we'll hear from him after everything's been adjudicated today. Yeah, I wonder.
1: I wonder how much. And I'm just trying to remember the particulars, but I'm pretty sure that that was at home when Treliving talked. Like, a big part of it is wanting to use your bully pulpit. You're the GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And look, you want to talk, like, people will listen, but we can't act like there's a difference doing this, uh, you know, like, where are all the writers right now? They're all on the West Coast. They're all with the Mm -hmm. team, or at least part of them. Like, you know, we know how media is in 2024. Some of them are here,
0: some of them are there. I do wonder
1: how much that, it oh, but it's still
0: things. the Leafs. Uh, you're right. It would have been more impactful to have the full contingent if, if he at he home. Speaks,
1: if he speaks when he initially said he was going to speak, this isn't us. This is City News that's there mm-hmm. doing the story on this because of the, you know, reprehensible criminal or whatever it, non-hockey people would think Morgan Riley
0: is. But it's still a story. It's yep. it's the I major want, story in the NHL. If today Bradford Living's like, this was all a joke. This yep. is a joke from the start. And I h- held my tongue because I thought... You know, there was still an avenue for yep. the NHL to back off this thing. This was a joke, and we are unfairly scrutinized and punished because we are the Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't think he's going to say no that. No chance he says that. <laughs> I, I, th- he I, thought it, I thought it was a possibility that he said something along those lines in the days following the suspension, and especially when it was an in-person mm-hmm. hearing that was announced. I think it, there's a reason why there's a cool uh, cooling-off period yep. for... a Everybody Mm -hmm. in in every situation in which discipline is handed down because, yeah, time does kind of heal all wounds and and the record of the team during the suspension has to impact this. It
1: does. I I do wonder, though, and, you know, so much of this goes to a guy being in his first tenure. Like, it shouldn't be a PR relation, but would that be some element of it? I mean, look again, like I don't need to go over all the signings and Hey, Bertuzzi scored. So maybe that's a good signing all all over again, but this is a guy who could use a win as Leafs GM and hey if he wants to come via trade I'd gladly take that as well but I do wonder how much that was it of like I got to run to the mic and defend my player Mm -hmm. but I got to like step up and do something here and again that's not to say he hasn't done anything like the Matthews contract was far guess what I would have cared if they signed every great free agent in the world if Matthews was still sitting there without a contract extension Mm -hmm. so you got to give him credit for that Eh, Nylander maybe a little less so Mm. but I I do wonder how much that plays into it as well as perception. I mean, we talk about it all the time with Atkins and the way you're perceived and why you speak when you do. I I think if if we hear from True Living on this, It has to be to say something along those lines. It can't be, well, we went through the process and it was what it was. And, you know, we would have liked a game knocked down. That's why we appealed that. I don't think there's a point in coming to the
0: mic to say something like that. You got to have something to say. Well, and to to my point, there was a reason why Sheldon Keefe said, yeah, Brad's going to speak tomorrow on this thing. (laughs) I I don't think there's. Like there is a reason to to come to the microphone still with that opinion, if you believe that it impacts the next adjudication uh-huh. that comes down, and there's reason to believe that, like the numbers do suggest, the Leafs unfairly are subjected to these in-person hearings and length well, so suspensions what you, are longer than
1: other teams. What do you think is more likely to help then? Like, is it, okay, we did your appeal and we mm. played ball and we're going to take our medicine and we're going to take our lumps. Like, is that better? Or, And again, like, you know, I know some people won't like hearing this, but there's a massive difference of Bradshaw Living doing that. You know what? I'll even say there's a massive difference of Bradshaw Living doing that. This year's Leafs GM, then there would have been as Brad Living doing that two years ago as Calgary Flames GM. Like I don't think you're you're in a better position when you start picking a fight with the league. But there are a few franchises that can do that in all sports and and kind of at the very least go toe to -to toe, Mm -hmm. not necessarily win. I don't know. The problem with this is that where do the appeals go? It's not a board. It's not an arbiter. It's that guy. Well, they do it if it's longer than six games. Yes, of course. And guess what? Once you get to a longer than six-game suspension, you probably deserved it. That's kind of where I fall. That's what you feel
0: about Jason Spezza? Because he was a six-gamer knocked down to a four-gamer after he
1: served five. You know what? take the fine go do it you're gonna do three days ago <laughs> I talked myself back into this yeah I, I, I would I would love to see it I don't think we will I really would but or I, not and I do think it's interesting I'm not surprised remotely by this but again as I was you know just perusing this because I'm I'm so learned is everybody who spoke there like it was true living it was Shanahan mm-hmm. Riley spoke his agent spoke the PA was there I I, I like and of course he would have been in there I like that Shanahan was involved in that conversation. And again, if you're going to use the bully pulpit, I don't know that it should be Brad Living kind of being the one to take the mic. If that's the point of it, hmm. if the point is blow off some steam, let off some frustration, let everybody know no, you're just as mad, no, it then, then it should be Living. And if it's calculate, it, honestly, if it's calculating, then who swings the biggest? Like, like who moves the needle in the yeah. biggest regard? It's I'm sorry, Brad It was Brandon Shanahan, yeah. and it's not just because he's the boss here. It's because he used to be the boss there Mm -hmm. and he's Brendan Shanahan. Mm -hmm. Like that never stops carrying weight of who he was as a player and not just how great he was, but who he was as a player.
0: Mm -hmm. If the idea in the initial days and the day after the blues game was to be calculating in your comments, but send a message and impact the next ruling Mm -hmm. that came down. If in fact, the like alternate reality where Sheldon Keith told us Brad for Living was speaking tomorrow. And in fact, he speaks. If the idea was he's going to speak and he's going to send a message to these clowns mm-hmm. that this is not acceptable, yep. just because your team won all the games, like shouldn't that change. shouldn't change. No, if
1: anything, they've earned more of your backing.
0: Yeah. In this, right? Yep. But yeah, I, I, it's I not going to happen. It's not. It's not. They're not going to pour gasoline on the flyer. Uh, They're, They're not. They're not. They're not. I agree. Yeah. You don't want to mess with what's going on.
1: Right oh, I thought you were going right to say now. success, and it's like, oh, the lack of success and the appeal. You don't want don't want to mess with mm, that. But you're no. right, the team. Yeah, it's
0: yeah, it out. becomes a sideshow, yeah. right, and instead of the success that's happening on the
1: ice. Well, and I know you've mentioned this already, and everyone's looking ahead to it. But just like I'm, I would like to pre- apologize to Morgan Riley, not for my takes, but mm-hmm. for the takes that will be had Friday oh, yeah. after they lose <sighs> against the Golden Knights. Yes, uh, and again, not my takes, but I'm apologizing for everyone
0: else. <laughs> What if they win in his in his return and mm. look good on the back and of back? It's not like the Golden Knights are playing like some House of Flame right nope. now. Uh, Jack Eichel's on LTIR as well. It's interesting.
1: I wonder if they're going to wear. Oh, mm. Mm. I wonder if they're going to wear those dumb. This this whole Pacific Division, they've lost. They're breaking containment on these dumb chrome shiny mm-hmm. helmets. If I mm, God, if I see that at ten o'clock on my TV two nights from now,
0: that. I'm not going to be. I don't mind it. It's the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, good. Not, wear them against the Kings when I'm not watching. Team, good yeah. job. Oh, the Kings also have a
1: gold. Yes, I know. The Canucks now have a shiny helmet as well. It's like a blue that's not matte. Oh, God. Just keep, you know, do whatever you want in the
0: West. Supercut of Brent yelling about schedules and helmets. Okay. Let's, let's work on that. Okay. All right. And one day we'll just, on a Friday, last segment, we'll play. <laughs> it, it's probably too long to do. I was going to it's just the last hour of the show. Yeah. We'd go home at seven o'clock. Yeah, looking forward to that. Maybe this <laughs> Friday as we head towards vacation. Maybe. All right, when we come back, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. with his first media availability in Dunedin yesterday. Uh, we'll talk about that more next. As the Fan Morning Show continues, Ben Ennis, Brent Gunning, Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Dive deep into Toronto sports and the NFL. The J.D. Bunkus podcast. Mm-hmm. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Guerrero Jr. in the eyes of the arbitration panel was right so that only reinforces to him the team doesn't necessarily see him in quite the way everybody else in the industry does but I thought he had a very mature approach to that Uh, when I asked him whether he heard anything during the hearing that might linger with him He said he understands how the process works and that there's no need for hard feelings. And in terms of whether there's any lasting impact, in terms of does he feel differently from the Blue Jays, when I said to him, are you still open to discussing an extension with the team? He said, of course, I love it here, I've been here throughout my career. It's certainly impressive the way that he looks and it's pretty clear that he put uh, a significant amount of effort to try to get him back into what he described as the best condition that he was in during his better season.
1: Obviously, he's he's in great shape physically And um, it just allows him to to be a little bit more durable and be a little bit more, um, you know, fresh every single day. He plays a ton. So I think really kind of just taking ownership of that this offseason and showing up the way he did um, is what, you know, exactly what we were hoping for.
0: Ben, Morning Show, Sportsnet 590, The Fan, Ben Ennis, Brent Gunning, Shai Davidi, John Schneider talking about Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who spoke to the assembled masses yesterday through an interpreter. Uh, I had a couple of notable exchanges. First of which, which mm-hmm. Shai hit on, So he talked about the arbitration hearing. Mm. That he won! Winner. Winner! Yeah, that's right. Genial. Uh, good job.
1: I had the exact same thought, but didn't say it. I said it. Yeah, I know. It's good. He said he had no hard feelings. Vlad could say it, too. He was born in Montreal.
0: Uh, and Shai Davidi added more context to that mm, because he, he said that the door is open for an extension on Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s part. There's also reason to believe that there's no number that's going to satisfy both parties, and we're headed to free agency, but he hasn't closed the door. I
1: was going to say, there's also a number that could keep me here in perpetuity. It's the number I'm making
0: right now. Yeah. Just to <laughs> um, But yeah, it seems like There's no hard feelings from him towards the organization. Mm -hmm. At least that's what he's saying
1: publicly. Do you believe him? I do. I think that this is part of what you get when you buy into pro-athlete kid stock doesn't always work that way Mm. but I think specifically for someone like him who's been a pro athlete since when when was he playing down in like Bluefield it was like 16 17 years old whatever it was that's how long baseball's been a job for him was probably a job even before that and you know this is a bigger conversation the professionalization of sports but it's one thing when you know you're practicing all the time, but, you know, your dad's an accountant or does a sales guy, whatever he does. It's different when you come up in the game, and I'm not saying that that means there's never going to be any ill will and it's always just going to be rosy and, oh, you said all these terrible things about me in a contract negotiation or an arbitration hearing. Oh, well, water under the bridge. I don't think it always works so well that way. I also think that Vlad, you know, despite what we've all said about him, it, He wants to be greater than he has performed in this, and I think he understands that some of what was said, and it also helps that he won the hearing. So I do believe him for the most part, and I think so much of that goes to the fact that it's just... this. It, this being a job is old hat for him. It's been a decade of him doing this. Again, he's what, 26
0: years old. Mm-hmm. It's been a decade now that he's been he a likes pro his ball job. Player. Uh, Yeah, Unlike Anthony Rendon, who hates his job. God, he, God. Just a job. Anthony Rendon be like, oh, they said these mean things about me. Yeah. I'm going home. <laughs> yeah, they but, can but say but whatever, whatever they want to Anthony Rendon because he's getting his money. Mm-hmm. Already gotten his money. He's getting, getting more than $100 million. Anyways. I think what you kind of just slipped in there mm. is actually the most important thing. Okay. I, I don't discount the idea of him growing up in the game and understanding that it is a job and it's it's a dream that he has realized, yep. but one that was very achievable and right. one that he thought he was going to achieve when he was socking dingers at the big O mm-hmm. as like a twelve-year-old. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, him winning <laughs> changes everything. Mm. If he loses and it's he's still making what? 18 million. Yeah. 18 point whatever, he's still making many five, yeah, mi- many millions of dollars, a million less than he wanted to make. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't change anything like that tangibly financially for him, but he would have had people in a hearing room, again mm-hmm. with other lawyers who went to law school in I hope an they arbitration. Like too. Yeah, in an arbitration hearing telling him or, or adjudicating mm-hmm. the his bosses and his representatives arguing over his perceived value, but his bosses tamping down what he has accomplished, mm-hmm. which hasn't been nothing, and still last year was an above-average player, but for the first time in his entire life, somebody telling him he's not as good as we thought he was going to be or as good as he thinks he is, mm-hmm. and somebody agreeing with that. Instead... They the Blue Jays that. the Blue Jays made their case and said, hey, he's a good player. I don't even know if they said that because, again, they didn't go into the hearing to lose. So they probably said, yeah, this is not what we expected out of the player. This is not a $19 mm-hmm. million dollar player. What he produced yesterday, yep. or last year being, what, a top 30 guy in OPS mm-hmm. and considering the position he plays, yada, 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 yada. It's yep. quite a different deal if – these neutral arbitrators and and their understanding of the sport is unclear to me. But if they say (laughs) they're right, you did kind of stink last year. Instead, they're like, not good enough. Your argument where Hmm. you're like, ah, I'm quite a young player. Uh, Look at my, I I don't know what stats they would have brought to the fore. Um, to, like to, to make rate, their case. Right? That would have been a big stat cast case, I think, don't you? Yeah, I, I, but I, th- I think the, the the stats they use are, are the more traditional ones. Batting average. Do they have to explain to RBI, the arbiter what exit Velo is maybe home runs I don't I don't know Th- these things are so nebulous but anyways he won to me that's <laughs> the biggest reason for him not to be upset it's like what upset at what that they made a losing argument against me
1: mm. yeah I, I mean obviously it would color it i think i do think that does kind of bode well personality wise though because there are a lot of people who you can you can still end up winning and go, hold on, but you think that about me? You said all those things. Like, just because you win doesn't mean the stuff gets forgotten. So mm-hmm. I do think that is a different kind of person. Like, again, Bichette, they avoided the hearing. Do you think just because he's winning, he's going to forget every single thing that was said about him? No, I bet that's all he would have ever remembered in his life. It's like, when am I born? I don't know what my birthday is, but I remember what Atkins said about me in, in that room. I just think different guys are, are wired in different ways. And again, not every. Everything is always a ama- always a great trait. Not everything's always a bad trait. The lackadaisical, eh, come as it goes, laissez-faire Vladdy that we can see at times throughout the long baseball season, that kind of bodes well into not, caring as much about this kind of stuff. And maybe for some people, those things aren't connected. To me, it is. It's like again, we we sometimes overstate this of, oh, he doesn't care. I don't think he doesn't care. He's just not wired in, in a psycho way, the way a Bichette is. But I think because of that, it allows some of this stuff to kind of roll off a duck's back as well. And obviously, the biggest part of that, I agree with you, is that he won. But I also think it's just a personality thing. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and honestly, it's also a
0: self-belief
1: thing of going, yeah, okay. You think that. That's great. It's good that you... Mm-hmm. Think that. I don't.
0: I'm, I'm a skeptical person by nature, but I was mm-hmm. buying what I heard yesterday yeah, as far was as everybody's too. reaction uh, from the arbitration hearing. I'm not buying the, once again, the narrative that best shape in my life, uh, like we didn't hear anything I as wrote, a, I, explicit as like, uh, this is the movie, last year was the trailer, but what did you write?
1: I, I wrote in my notes annual Vladdy is in the best shape of his life day at Jay's Camp. It feels <laughs> like he gets his own. Like mm-hmm. every year we do like, oh, pitchers and catchers reporting. And this is the day
0: we drill in on Vladdy being in the best shape of yeah, his life. Yeah, I don't yeah. – uh, this is, again, Patrick Mahomes comparison yep. here. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the, the best, and you got to defer to the Chiefs until you see them lose before mm. an AFC Championship game. i got to see him do 2021 again yep. before I ever think that that's going to happen Oh, oh right? Uh, where I honestly thought you were going with that is like,
1: yeah, Patrick Mahomes has got some dad bod, and oh. he seems to sling it pretty well. I'm like, I mean, he does. Like, it's we've true. seen the pictures from the yeah. parade. Yeah. No shots. Yeah, I'd kill for that. But. <laughs> no, not that, where I that was is going. honestly where I thought you were going. We're like, oh, why do you even want to be in yeah. good shape have you seen Patrick Mahomes? The the sorry, did you have something off of that? I was just going to mention him kind of not taking the bait with the the injury stuff from last year.
0: Well, yeah, that's where I was going to go
1: next. Is... So I have I have the quote in front of me. I'll mm-hmm. just read go it ahead. here and then we can go. Uh, lo- just love Vladdy not taking the injury excuses. Here's the quote: If I tell you that I didn't play pay with a lot of play with a lot of pain in games, I'd be lying. He said, but that's not an excuse. It's part of the game sometimes you got to go on the field and grind even if everything hurts also i won't blame that because i didn't have the best preparation in the offseason last year
0: yeah i mean that's the the I, a huge part of this that i i think is understated when people are parsing mm-hmm. what came out of yesterday uh and this was something that i came to the mic with a number of times last year and talking to people that are down at the ballpark that were seeing him every day that that, mm-hmm. was, that was a guy hey listen It is – it's not like other sports. It's not a contact sport, but it's an everyday sport where, yeah, by the end of it, you're pretty sore. Like, you ever been to the batting cage for, like – not a long minutes. time. I don't want to
1: know the the amount of rollbacks I'd be crushing.
0: Be right, and we're not pro athletes. But the the point is that it's it's not like other sports, and that it's a con. It's not a contact sport. It's not like football where mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, no, I I bulletproof. It's not that. But there is a a level of of human physical endurance that is required to play the game. And by the end of the season in September, all these guys are hurting. But Vladi was like on the higher end of hurting. And it was a number of of different injuries, yeah. and we know about him the wrists, and maybe that did impact. And mm-hmm. it, it, in fact, there's no maybe about it. It certainly, to a degree, impacted yeah. his overall season mm-hmm. last year. To which degree, I can't say for certain. Only he knows. But the the money yeah. quote is, "Yeah, last year my preparation didn't have me in the best spot to start the season." Like, excuse me. Yeah. Like I thought we've done this before. <laughs> That's like, a I quote. Thought, that's
1: a quote that only comes out after the ARB hearing.
0: Yeah. I, <laughs> I, okay. I, I, I don't and, know. Maybe, maybe he used
1: it to make his case. Everything's so nebulous. Like, I didn't even try it last year, and that's what I
0: did, guys. And maybe it's different than the weight loss thing, which we do every year yep. with Vladi. Okay, um, so let me,
1: let me drill in on that for a second. Like, the weight, the player, it's been such a topic of conversation all the time. The knee injury is one thing. Like, I think that people can can connect the dots of like, "Hmm, carry around a little more weight than you want Mm -hmm. to. It's an everyday sport. You're on your feet all the time. Maybe that like Mm -hmm. over the course wear and tear. The wrist injury is just kind of one of those things. Like, yeah, you're, you're stronger, maybe you kind of hold up a little better, but that's just kind of one no of those idea. things. I don't look at – the knee injury, I do look as a, okay, that could be, in my opinion, connected to yeah. a lack of fitness or not being where you want to be. A wrist injury, I mean, yeah, you can have stronger wrists. I'm not denying that, but I don't look at that as some lack of preparation injury.
0: I, I have no idea. I would love to have heard a Mm. follow-up question on what are we talking about exactly because (laughs) it can't just be the weight thing. Because like to your point, not everything is related to the weight thing. And I don't know how much of his belief that the injuries he sustained last year were as a result of the weight thing. And I think we've done the weight thing in the 2020 season. Yeah. He, you know, apologized to his teammates for being out of shape that mm-hmm. year. Like the the idea that we're relitigating the weight thing with this guy, I, I I that can't be what we're talking about. No, what we're talking about, I have no idea what why was the preparation not the same before the 2021 season and 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 what happened in the interim, and what exactly are we talking about? I'd love to know. I have no idea.
1: Yeah. Well, the good thing is, is spring training lasts for eight thousand years. So, uh, so all our friends down there, yeah. including Keegan Matheson, who after our conversation, yeah. it just now illuminates his days so differently. I'm like, oh, what a this guy's relaxing. I can't wait to see the state he's in by the end of it. But yes, that's a good thing that spring training is a thousand years long, so we maybe can get to the bottom of this.
0: Uh, before we take the break, mm. uh, fairly well, Hunjin Ryu, yes, who is. Uh, reported to be headed back to Korea on a four-year deal, going to be the highest-paid player in the KBO. Good. So, yeah, good for him. I just wanted to reminisce on his four years as a a Blue Jay. He was the guy that initially broke the ice between the Blue Jays and Scott Boris. They were not a team that had any interactions with Scott Boris. And they overpaid to get a guy that led the National League in ERA with the Dodgers but was left off the uh, postseason roster when, when they signed him in free agency. But it was like... As much as George Springer was an indication, one yeah. player for the biggest free agent, he was kind of the icebreaker when it came to hey, those Scott Boris clients who are the best players in the sport, we're in on them too.
1: Yeah, I, I uh, I'm not creative enough to. Well, I guess I'm creative enough to come up with the idea. I don't have the wherewithal to to do it. Somebody should Photoshop Pyongyu in like a doctor's outfit as like the man, or like put him on the face of whoever like you know cured polio or something. It's like the man who. Clear or who cured the blue flu. Cause you're mm-hmm. right, he was the guy that kind of allowed the dam to break. And, you know, have all of the signings worked out swimmingly? I mean, for the most part, they have. I mean, the Springer one we can certainly quibble about, but. You know, where would this team be the last couple of years if they weren't able to go out and get Kevin Gosman in free agency? And, you know, maybe the, the dots shouldn't be completely connected there. But I think it was the guy that allowed them to kind of swim in that depth of of the pool, kind of break through and be seen as serious bidders that way. And, you know, the obviously the injury stuff afterwards, you know, uh colors the way hit the his Jays tenure ended. But that first season he was nails, nails, nails. So yeah. I think, yeah, you got to look at it as a obviously like everything else from this Blue Jays era, frustrating. And that, yeah, you wish there was more just because he was hurt for the, for the back half of it. But how can you look at it as anything other than a success?
0: Well, what I talked about in the aftermath of the signing is yeah. that you have to expect about 50% of his available starts to be made by the player. That's just been his yep. career. He would have a healthy year and then we have an unhealthy year mm-hmm. and the Blue Jays must have gone into that with eyes wide open and just from an aesthetic standpoint I I loved watching him pitch before the Tommy John surgery and I recall opening day of 2021 against the Yankees and Garrett Cole at Yankee yeah. Stadium doing it in an entirely different way than Garrett Cole yeah. was matching him pitch for pitch for the first half of that game at his best the way he was able to paint the corners, the way he was able to change speeds with the change up yep. and 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 not walk people and be effective despite throwing 87, 88, mm-hmm. 89 miles an hour. It was, a, it was a, a joyful experience, I will say. And then coming back off of Tommy John, which he didn't maybe have to push himself to do, mm-hmm. it's kind of it saved the Blue Jays because Alec Manoa God. was a non-factor. They had no starting depth last season and needed him to return off the Tommy John. So it's just an, an overall like I beloved might be too much but certainly when Hunjin Ryu makes an, another appearance mm-hmm. post pay, uh, playing career in Toronto he'll get a, a rousing ovation and well deserved.
1: Yeah, a well a well-fed blue jay I mm-hmm. think is probably the best way to put it cuz beloved is that is too strong I think in my opinion but hey, you can you can beloved who you Beloved. Love And I just, I, there's something aesthetically you said it about like just a little bit of a hefty lefty. You yeah. love it. He's doing it with guile. He's doing it with spit bubble gum. Mm-hmm. Maybe he could touch 90 if he really revs it up there. It's just it in a world where everybody is Garrett Cole. Everybody is Spencer Strider. And I, I want to be clear. I'd pay money to watch those guys. Like, it's very exciting to watch them pitch. I, I enjoy it, but eh, Garrett Cole less so, but It's nice to have somebody who just does it completely different way. And, yeah, a little bit of a bygone era in terms of, you know, those guys existing. So, fare thee well, Hyunjum Ryu. And, yeah, good on you.
0: Yeah, uh, poo to Austin Lefty. Um, And and a beloved teammate. Uh, Loves to smoke a cigar, apparently. All right, when we come back, Mm -hmm. back into uh, the Leafs, trying to continue the winning streak against an Arizona team that uh, is uh, losing every single night they they play hockey. I've seen this movie before. All right, that and more next as the Fan Morning Show continues. Ben Annis, Brent Gunning, Sportsnet 590, The Fan.